0: Poker Stories is an audio series that features casual interviews with some of the game's best players and personalities. Each episode highlights a well-known figure in the poker world and dives deep into their favorite tales both on and off the felt. Hello and welcome to Poker Stories, a podcast brought to you by Card Player, the Poker Authority, and hosted by me, julio rodriguez Uh, we've got a big one today this is episode number 42 featuring the 2003 world series of poker main event champion chris moneymaker for many of you listening right now chris may be part of the reason why you even play poker by now everyone knows the story an everyday amateur an accountant from tennessee beats ivy and farha to win poker's biggest tournament and $2.5 million. Even better, he won his way into that tournament in an online satellite for just $39. Or was it $86? It was $86, which coincidentally is the buy-in for the recently announced Moneymaker PSPC Tour, which will run at casinos in the US from coast to coast for the rest of this year, awarding $30,000 platinum passes into the 25 buy-in, $8 million guaranteed, $1 million added to 1st place PokerStars Players Championship next January at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas. You'll hear more about the tour from Chris during the interview, but the basic gist is that PokerStars is partnering up with these casinos to host $86 tournaments across the country, and they are adding a 30 k package to each stop for the winner. It's just added on, not taken out of the prize pool. So be sure to look out for that at a card room near you. Uh, That's enough intro, right? Let's get to the poker stories. One note about this episode, we recorded it in an empty room down at the Rio that eventually filled up. And late in the podcast, we had an interesting encounter with someone on the rail. We thought about cutting it out, but ultimately we decided to leave it in just to give you all a taste of what Chris experiences when he's out there traveling the circuit. Anyway, here it is, my conversation with Chris, the moneymaker, moneymaker. So, I guess congratulations are in order, because just this morning I got an email saying you were nominated again for the Poker Hall of Fame. Congratulations.
1: Oh, yeah. I got that you know, yesterday. Um, <laughs> thanks. You got a little bit of a preview
0: before it came out?
1: I guess. I don't know. We got the whole uh, you and basically everybody that didn't get in last time got nominated. <laughs> so, congratulations. Couple
0: couple of new people. I think uh, John Hennigan and David O were the new ones. Um, what, what do you feel about uh, your chances this year? Is this the year that Chris Moneymaker gets in?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I, I just think that the panel who's who's judging... Um, Which includes me, by the way. Then no, I'm, there's no way. Um, <laughs>
0: no, uh, card player gets a vote. A vote. We can't do much of it.
1: I think if I get into the Poker uh, Hall of Fame, it's going to be 20 years down the road. It's going to be, you know, where time's passed. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Really? Why do you think uh, that is? Um, you don't
0: think people will show appreciation for for the name and what it did?
1: Uh, I don't, I mean, you know, Daniel put out a piece back when I was first up for it, basically, you know, listing the qualifications for the Poker uh, Hall of Fame, and uh, I didn't fit most of the criteria, it, especially in, in his eyes, and, uh, you know, he actually came up to me, he's like, hope you weren't upset about the piece, I'm like, man, I don't care about I could bear less <laughs> The Poker Hall of Fame has zero bearing, like, Mike Manassell, I mean, obviously, he wants to be in the Poker Hall of Fame, that's like... He was, you know, complaining about it and, like, got on Twitter and was like, you know, hey, vote for me, yada yada, where I'm the exact opposite. I, that's, like, has zero bearing on my life whatsoever. I don't see in any realm of my life where that's going to be uh, relative to, you know, anything that I do. Well, I,
0: I, I disagree that uh, it'll be 20 years down the line, but I will give you this story. Tom McAvoy said that he wanted it more than anything in the world, wanted it real bad for years. I think he was nominated four or five years in a row, and it was the year that he said, "Screw it, I don't care. I'm not even gonna campaign." That's the year he got in. So who knows?
1: Well, I'm never gonna campaign. I don't. <laughs> not, if I ever campaign, then uh, I'll be shocked. Uh, it's just, again, it's not something. It's weird because you know everybody has different motivations, and um, that's just never been one of my motivations. Something. I mean, it's always nice to be respected by your peers or. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Don't worry uh, about it. Yeah, be respected by your peers and um, all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, it's a lot of this stuff is subjective. And, uh, you know, I know what I've done. And I know what my history in poker is. I just want to try to be the best ambassador I can and uh, do my job the best I can. And, you know, I get something, a reward for that later or something kind of, a uh, little
0: chip cart coming in here. Yep, so, uh, we are recording at the Rio, so if you do hear any background noises or chip clacking, that's the reason why. Yeah,
1: there you go. day, speaking
0: of being an ambassador and stuff like that, you have some big news to share? Well I,
1: I do. You know, one of the things that uh, I had heard from players is, you know, this Poker Surf Championship that we have coming up in January is a huge deal. And you know, we're giving twenty five K buy in twenty five K buy in million know, dollars added to first so many seats given away yeah. and everybody's like, you know, well, Americans just don't have as many opportunities to get these seats. Um,
0: right. Because poker stars is giving them away on a lot of the tour
1: stops, a lot of the tour stops, and, yeah. you know, online. And, um, so a lot of Americans are like, yeah, Hey, we, we'd love to have some, some opportunities to get these seats. And, uh, so Parker stars came up with this awesome idea to have a moneymaker PSPC tour. Um, and I'm just super excited about it. <laughs> We're going to go across the U.S. You get your own tour. I get my own tour. Yeah, eighty-six dollar buy-in, which is what I, you know, what my buy-in was for the main event. Back That's in, right, not thirty-nine dollars. Not thirty-nine. Uh, as
0: was originally reported.
1: As what? Well, well, by me, I, I thought it was thirty-nine dollars. <laughs> um, you know, I thought it was thirty-nine dollars for probably about twelve years. That's yeah. I mean, I wrote a freaking book, thirty-nine dollars to two point five million. So. Anyways, uh, so it's going to be an $86 buy-in. We're going to be going across the country to anywhere between 9 to 12 casinos. Um, we're going to start out in August out in Stones, uh, out in Sacramento. And, again, it's going to be an $86 buy-in. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a Platinum Pass, which is a 30 k package, the $25,000 buy-in plus travel down to the Bahamas at every single stop. So that's going to be added on to the pl- the, the price pool. To the, the winner. To the winner.
0: So for eighty-six uh, bucks. You play your normal tournament, mm-hmm. the prize pool is whatever it is, but PokerStars is adding 25000 in buy-in 5 k in airfare and hotel on top of it to the winner.
1: That's right. That's going to be the
0: prize pool in a lot of cases, 25 k Now PokerStars is putting 30 k on top of when it. When
1: you're doing the $86 tournament, yeah, yeah. it's well, first of all, 30 k is going to be a lot bigger than the normal prize pool. Exactly. And that's, that's a huge uh, benefit. And the one that we're going to do is, you know, obviously whoever wins that event is going to be really thrilled. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, so, you know, to make other people happy that maybe don't win that is, we're going to take in most stops. I'm gonna, you know, every stop is going to be a little bit different, but the ones that I've, I've talked to, we're going to take that 86, the all the tournament bunny, and we're going to start paying it second place and go back. So mm-hmm. if you get second place while you're not gonna get the pass, uh, you're still gonna walk away with a nice little chunk of change. It's gonna yeah. be you're gonna be happy. And obviously if you win, then you got a great trip coming up in November. I can't even
0: imagine that somebody could be turning eighty six dollars into several million when all is said and done.
1: Well that you know that's the ultimate plan. I mean, you know, the one good thing is once you win this seat, um, you're gonna get on uh, the PokerStars Discord group, which is an online chat group uh, everybody that wins to see is going to have access to this group. And in that group, you're going to have access to me and a couple other team pros where you can ask questions, get advice, get mm-hmm. some training, you know, anything that you might want to know going into the, um, the PSPC. It's just a little bit of an added bonus. Um, so, because our ultimate goal is to turn, my ultimate goal is to turn one of these guys that w- wins on my tour into the next poker boom millionaire, yeah. you know, let's, let's create a poker star out of them.
0: Yeah, the next money maker. Hopefully he has just there, a catchy of a name.
1: There, there's no other money maker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my mom told me they broke the mold when they made me.
0: I was uh, reading your Wikipedia that uh, your your name actually isn't moneymaker. it was um Nurmacher.
1: And they N- changed it? It was German, yeah. For, this is the story I heard. It was it was uh Nürmacher in German mm-hmm. and then they mailed silver and gold coins and when they moved over They were literal to, money
0: makers. Yeah,
1: literal like for supposedly you're, you know, kind of named after your profession back then, mm-hmm. so when they moved over to England, they changed it to Moneymaker, yeah. is sort of the the story I've been told, but of course, hell, I thought it was a $39 buy-in, so who who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, so those of you listening can take a look out for that, I mean, for 86 bucks, and you get, I mean, you can call it the Moneymaker Overlay Tour, as far as I'm concerned,
1: well, the thing is, you know, one thing you're going to have to – when you go out to our, the money maker PSPC tour, you're, you're, there's going to be a few things that you need to consider. One, every stop that we go to is going to be packed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to register early. You want to get there early as, as, as and register as, as quick as you can. As soon as casinos open up the opportunity to register, I would definitely jump on that opportunity because there's going to be a lot of places that are going to have alternates. Um, these are going to be really big prize pools. They're going to be a lot of fun. Um with that 30K package added into it. So uh, just be aware going in that, you know, you're walking into a zoo that's going to be a, a really <laughs> good atmosphere. Um, so not only is it going to be, you know, all this value added, it's going to be a really fun tournament with a really good atmosphere, and that's what we're really excited about. And, uh, you know, if you want to find out more information on the tour, you can go to PokerStars' blog and see where we're going to be. Uh, basically, almost every single weekend, we're going to have a stop between – august and november so uh, if you miss a stop then just look on the uh blog and you'll see you know we we got them coming Man. up all across the u.s for
0: 86 bucks you'd be a fool not to at least take a couple shots there
1: i'm gonna take a lot of shots because i think i'm going to every single one
0: <laughs> so you know of the stops that are currently on tour what are you looking uh, on the moneymaker tour what are you looking most forward to
1: so, again, we're going to be going all across the U.S. We've got a lot of stops planned, but, like, for example, we're going to start August 4th and 5th. We're going to be in Stones out in Sacramento. And then, you know, again, check the, the blog to find out exactly who we're going to be when. But we're going to be at Talking Stick in Arizona. We're going to be at Windstar out in Oklahoma. We're going to be at the Gardens Casino. We're going to be up at Foxwoods, MGM National Harbor. Uh, Lucky Literally Chances.
0: coast to coast.
1: Yeah, literally coast to coast. We're going to hit. Everywhere in between, too. I mean, like I so said, we're hitting middle of America, and then you know, even all of this. You know, we're going to have Poker Stars in J on there yeah. an online, an online stop. Um, we're at Maryland Live. I mean, so literally everywhere that you can possibly think of, we're trying to hit. Yeah. And I'm sure that you know, as we get into this tour, we're going to announce some more future stops that are going to be you know exciting as well. So, I'm I'm just thrilled that you know Poker Stars has decided to do this. I mean, we're giving away, you know, what. 300k plus in value in this thing uh, to get people down the Bahamas and you know give them shots at you can't beat it no nah, you you really can't there's no, there's been nothing like this in poker ever to where someone has given away um, just literally given it away i mean you know you have to win the tournament but it's just added value
0: yeah uh, you know, normally in this uh, in this podcast we talk, we go into the history, how somebody got into poker. Everyone kind of knows your story, so don't, we don't really, you know, need to rehash that. But I'm wondering what's your relationship like with the World Series of Poker these days?
1: As far as, you know, when I come out here? Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, what, what people don't really understand, you know, a lot of people don't know about me is, um, and this is where I probably need to do more content creation and, you know, just let people know a little bit more about what I do um i travel pretty much i don't want to say nonstop but a lot during the spring and the fall for poker stars doing a lot of their tours and a lot of stuff for them and the kids are out of school during the summertime and just so happens the wsop is scheduled yeah. smack dab in the summer uh the wsop basically starts about the same time my kids get out of school um i have three kids at home i like being a, a father so um for me to get on a plane and fly to vegas and play the world series of poker every year would be um nonsensical to me it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense when i'm on the road so much playing poker throughout the year so i generally don't play much of the world series of poker i mean i average about two to three events per year Um, i'll play the main event and like two or three other events and that's all i ever do so people are always constantly you know how's vegas going you know how's your summer been my, my response is always my summer's been great I, you yeah. know i haven't bricked any tournaments yet and you know it's <laughs> i've been at the pool all day or i've been hanging out with the kids i'm i'm much of much more a family guy during during the summertime it's really you know we, we go to the pool and we hang out and we do family things which is it's nice um and i don't have to you know get on twitter and complain about bad beats for yeah. a month What's funny, when you won the main event back in 03, it was in May at the
0: time, right? It
1: was, yeah. It was earlier. And they... uh,
0: your daughter hadn't been born yet. Correct. Uh, no, So no family. So what was life like back then compared to now?
1: Um, well, I was drinking a lot more. Um, <laughs> I, I was married to someone else. Uh, everything was different. I mean, it's funny because, you know, when you win the main event, especially when I was 27 years old, I, I said, you know, I went back to work Monday morning. I said, nothing in my life is going to change. Everything's going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. And as much as you kind of want that to happen, you don't, I mean, in, in a lot of ways you don't have, you, you, as much as control you have over it, you really don't. I mean, there are forces that sort of pull you and, things that sort of drive you to do make your decisions and one of the decisions i wanted to make was i have you know after eight months of going back to work and seeing poker starting to take off and starting to um have these opportunities to go out and, and be in the poker world and and make more money than i was making at my nine to five job um eventually i just the temptation slash desire to go and play more poker uh, eventually, went over, and I ended up quitting my job, and uh, which led to uh, divorce and basically oh. a brand new life.
0: What was it, more the the, the new money, or was it uh, you know just the hours spent on the road, the lifestyle? Or...
1: Oh, it was 100% the travel and the okay. lifestyle. I mean, yeah. I was a traveling accountant uh, long before I won the World Series, and um, my ex hated the the travel. She wanted uh, a nine to five, you know, be home every night type uh husband i guess and uh so i ended up leaving my traveling gig to be a nine-to-five stay-at-home <laughs> guy and then i go and win the main event and all of a sudden now i want to travel and play poker and that's not really what she signed up for and um you know i respect her decision we just didn't and we were we were high school sweethearts but we had broken up and gotten back together so many times i mean it probably wasn't going to work anyways mm-hmm. but that was just the the nail in the coffin yeah so you know um, I'm happier. I know she's probably happier now, and um, I've got a, you know, new wife that's amazing, and three great kids, and it's just life's good.
0: Yeah, the uh, I, I read Bernard Lee's piece on you on ESPN, mm-hmm. which was very well done. Uh, he talked a little bit about you know some of the darker times following the win. Um, you know, I'm I'm wondering if there was ever a moment where you. Wish Ivy had taken you out instead of. Uh, Fuck, no. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: no, I don't wish Ivy had taken me out. No. Uh. There was never a moment
0: where you are just like, man, I just wish I could have won the money but stayed anonymous and been under the radar. Uh,
1: you know, if, if I would have won the money and stayed anonymous, um, I wouldn't be doing this podcast here with you today. That's I wouldn't true. be playing the World Series of Poker 15 years later. Um, I appreciate all my fans. I appreciate taking the pictures and um, being. Um, sort of in in the know as far as in poker, people know who I am, and um, I respect it and appreciate it, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I think I have the perfect amount of fame. Um, if I want to be, you know, not recognized or not doing the pictures and stuff, I'd just go and stay at home and mm-hmm. do my normal thing. Uh, and every once in a while, you know, I... Home being
0: Tennessee, or you mean in the house? <laughs>
1: no, no, home being Tennessee, Mississippi area. Um, yeah. I'm fortunate enough that uh, I have a face that's not recognizable as far as, <laughs> you know, people see me. And that, the the common response is, I know you from somewhere. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, I I know you. I, I, did you play tennis and you know, wherever College <laughs> they played or golf or whatever? um they don't they can't really put where they know me from they that's just, funny they recognize me they just don't know from where <laughs> where I think like if you're the or Nagranu or a football player or a basketball player I mm-hmm. mean that you know if I'm a six foot five or six foot ten basketball player I'm going to stick out when I walk in the room yeah, yeah, yeah I can walk into a room and you know if I'm walking into like a, a restaurant no one's going to even look up because I just look like I I belong that's That's part of the appeal, you're the everyman that is part of the appeal but it also is part of the the good thing as far as if I do want to be incognito slash low key um, you know I I can't tell you how many times back in the day where I would be sitting in a restaurant and not a soul would come up to me, it would be you know just me and my wife and kids or me and a buddy and we'd be sitting there and we'd be eating and it would go, we would sit almost eat the entire meal and then I would either pay the check or one person would recognize me, and then you know I'd get probably 20, 30 people coming over for pictures and autographs. But the yeah, same once people, one does it, yeah, starts but, the floodgates. Yeah. Because then the people are like, you know, well, who's that? You know, well, you know. Now I want a picture, and so, um, but yeah, I could sit there the entire day. You know, for me to you, and people won't recognize. Me. It's weird because I've got a lot of doppelgangers out there. I mean, I had, a, I've had probably ten people come up to me. Um, in the last two years, wanting pictures that look like me, saying, Yeah, I get mistaken for you all the time.
0: That's crazy. So, you
1: know, obviously my, my response is, yeah, I know you're a good looking guy, but come on. <laughs> and so that's, you know, I've pretty got, much got that standard pat down. What's now. funny
0: is I was, I was standing with Gary Gates, who works for Poker Stars. Uh, we were waiting for you, and there was a guy walking up, and he goes, Oh, there's Chris. Oh, never mind, that's not him. So it just happened like an hour ago, you know, we were like finding your doppelgangers in the hallway.
1: So it's weird That's what, that you know joe uh, stapes does a, a a series where he goes um is that your last name and he'll go and he'll find people in professions that have funny last names mm-hmm. and that i think another funny series would be walking around and found chris moneymaker doppelgangers yeah. to see how many uh, the, i remember <laughs> i want to say 12 years ago that there was one guy out there that was so good that he he literally threw my mom off my mom really yeah my mom didn't recognize him and he ended up going like using my name he got busted for um like prostitution or something impersonating you impersonate like they oh got a, it was he, a
0: crime okay yeah you know he got I thought arrested he was like making charity appearances with your name or no, something no no no, <laughs> no. he got arrested
1: and like out here in nevada mm-hmm. and uh so i got a call from the police office this is 14 years ago, right after I won, and, uh, like, yeah, we busted a guy, and he's saying he's Chris Moneymaker, and he looks like you, but he doesn't have your ID, and we're trying to figure out what's going on, and, you know, we got your number, I'm like, uh, well, I'm in Tennessee, I'm not in Nevada, so that's obviously not me, but uh, that's kind of, that's kind of weird, but yeah, there was a guy that, um, he, he got busted by me, I think he was actually trying to borrow money as me back in the day, too, which, um, man, fake know.
0: Chris Moneymaker, doesn't he know prostitution is legal here? All he had uh, to do was drive forty-five minutes away.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he did, but supposedly <laughs> he got busted for something. And you know, when I, when I was getting the phone call from the the police, you know, all the way in Nevada, <laughs> uh, asking if I was there, I'm like, man, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know who that is. I've never met the guy before. Uh, you
0: mentioned, you know, that you don't play a ton of events every summer, but uh, you are probably the most accessible main event champion since the the U Boom. <laughs> You you take pride in playing with pretty much everyone, right?
1: I do. I mean, every year I play the daily deep stacks at least two or three times. I mean, first of all, it's a great value tournament. Second of all, um, I enjoy playing with people that um, when I sit down, you know, their eyes sort of light up and they're like, you know, this is a cool experience. Um, I'll never forget um, right before I won, the year that I won, Helmuth had won his whatever bracelet, 9th, 10th, 11th, I don't even know. But um, I was just the poker fan at that point, and yeah. uh, I knew literally three players. I knew Phil Helmuth, Johnny Chan, and Doyle Brunson. Those are the only three players I knew by name. Like, Those are the
0: top three bracelet winners. So,
1: but Back in 03, you know, I knew Chan because of Rounders. Mm-hmm. I knew Doyle because of Super System, and I yeah. knew Helmuth. I don't even know how I knew Helmuth, to be honest, other than... Like, he
0: made sure you knew him.
1: <laughs> I guess he did. No, I, 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 he got his head shaved... When That's Varconi right. won the year before. And I watched the World Series the year before when Varconi, Varconi won. That's right. Phil it, said,
0: there's no way this guy's going to win. If he wins, I'll shave my head. And yeah, then, so yeah.
1: Helmuth kind of stole his thunder when he won by getting on stage <laughs> and shaving his head. I, and I remember thinking, you know, look at this clown shaving his head on TV for no reason. <laughs> um, anyway, so, you know, those are the only three names I knew. And uh, he they came down at the Binion's at the time and, you know, they gave Helmuth his break like they do here. At the Rio, they have a bracelet ceremony, except it's a lot more impromptu. They just basically walk down. It's like, hey, this is your winner, and yeah. everybody claps. There's and, no set time. It's just whatever yeah, happens. It's just, yeah, it's just, you know, and it, there's no microphone. It's just him coming down. Hey, this is, this is your winner. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he won. <laughs> so when he won, I walked over to him and uh, said, congratulations, and, you know, it's really cool. You know, you're one of the three guys I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he literally, he he spent about 15 minutes talking to me. Um, I was obviously a nobody. I was just out for the the World Series for the first time. But I remember, you know, he took 15 minutes out of his day to, you know, talk to a fan, which was really, you know, it kind of stuck with me and was really cool. And, you know, to give other people that opportunity to, you know, hang out with me and ask me questions and just, you know, try to, you know, battle poker against me. Um, You know, I know that, you know, as the younger me, I would love to have sat down with uh, and played against Phil Holmuth. Um I'll never forget also back when I was playing in Tunica and Jack Keller, who won the World Series in, like, it was like 84. Uh,
0: Sounds he, right.
1: he always played in the uh, the big PLO game down in Tunica. Um, well, the, the PLO game wasn't running. and We played a 5-10 limit game is the game that I played in back then. And he sat down in that game. And I just thought it was really freaking cool to play against a, a champion. Yeah. So, you know, those are the first couple experiences I had with champions. So I remember what it felt like for me. Um, obviously, today, poker poker's a lot more out there in the public. And, you know, champions are a little bit more noticeable. And they're sort of everywhere. Um, you know, back in the day, I mean, it, you say you play with a, a poker world champion. Um, It was so rare, because you don't, I mean, most of the guys, you don't, I mean, you don't get, you never saw Doyle, you never saw. Yeah, they were
0: busy playing cash games.
1: Busy playing cash games, or there wasn't enough social media, there wasn't enough going on. And tournaments weren't like they are now, or Mm -hmm. they're just everywhere, and you have, you know, you'll have a random main event winner pop up in every city, you know, playing WPTs or WSOPs or whatever. I mean, so, you know, it, it was a little bit different back then, but it still, you know, stuck with me. The fact that, you know, playing with those guys and the feeling that it was and trying to see if I had what it took to, you know, to battle against them. So I love giving that opportunity to other people. I love to, you know, sit there and play these smaller events. Um Obviously, the bigger events are fun as well, but for different reasons. Um, You know, usually you play the smaller events. It's more drinking and more having a good time and less headphones. And I'm going to play GTO, you know. You
0: were kind of downplaying, you know, your role in the whole poker boom, or at least, you know, your active role in it. Uh, You know, when when you think of some stuff like the WPT whole card camera, or the movie Rounders, or just, you know, the fact that an accountant from Tennessee won the main event. You know, where do you see your role in the birth of poker, or the boom of poker? Just so you know, I don't know if you saw this, a couple days ago, um, I deleted the story, there was an article out there that used your name... To describe what is currently happening with esports they said Fortnite is the moneymaker effect for esports
1: that's cool because i play Fortnite. um there you go no it it it's weird because my name is synonymous with the poker boom because it's my name i mean again i think if my name was john smith and i was there's a literal john smith who plays poker there's a lot of John Smiths. I'm just He's saying. good.
0: He's done well in the ten heads-up 10K. I know,
1: I know. I Sorry, if my name is Jeff Smith. I'm just saying, you picked <laughs> an actual player. That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> I picked the most
1: random, common name I could possibly think of. If I if my name was Patrick O'Houlihan or whatever from, from Dodgeball, I don't know if we would have a Houlihan effect or Smith yeah. effect. I mean... Uh, my name goes a long way into to sticking with people and to being, to being a, sort of a memory. Like I got in the uh, Uber coming over here to meet you, and uh, the guy immediately was like, you have a nickname, right? I'm like, yeah, I, yes, I'm going to the Rio, to the poker area. He's like, you have a nickname, right? I'm like, uh, I know what he's talking about. like uh, What do you mean, nickname? Mm-hmm. He's like, Yeah, yeah you have a, nick, a poker nickname. I'm like, My last name's Moneymaker. He's like, No. So, I mean, it's funny, even 15 years later, people you know, think it's my nickname. They think it's your nickname. Yeah, That's they think i Chris the Moneymaker, is what a lot of people refer to me as. So Chris the Moneymaker Nurmacher. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> you, you have too much fun doing this, you, you have too much dead time. Yeah, I have to make it fun. That's part of this. No, it's good. That's good. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, obviously my name was a big big proponent, and you know, because I tell people all the time, you know, Varconi won the year before I did. Mm. And he's, you know, I don't want to say the catalyst for me, but I watched him play, and then I watched Rounders, and I started playing, and yada, yada. Um, I mean, I... The biggest thing I see, the difference, like, between myself and Varconi. Varconi was an amateur, and, I mean, he was so much an amateur that Helmuth, again, said he would shave his head if he yeah, won. Yeah. Um, the difference was is Varconi was a very smart guy. He was an MIT guy. He was a, you know, when you saw him, you could see that he was... Brainy? Brainy. Yeah. Yes, and he didn't relate to enough people um because he was intelligent and you don't take offense to this comparison no not at all i mean i'm the one that makes the damn comparison so um <laughs> listen i know i'm not the smartest guy in the world i, I the, i'm i don't have an ego I'm, I'm very real with myself um you went to college you got you you were an accountant so it's not uh, like yeah. you were I, like i've got blue I, mean, collar. I mean i'm not an idiot but uh, i mean i've got a master's degree and i'm successful and I, you know i pretty proud that i keep up with the you know day's news even though i'm a poker player which <laughs> can be difficult at times i know what's Nausey. going on in the world yeah i know what's going on in the world outside of poker i i try to be uh, a well-rounded individual as best i can but at the end of the day you know when i go into business meetings which is kind of what i want is i want to be the dumbest guy in the room i mean i want to be working with people that are smarter than me i don't want to be the guy that knows what's going you know i'm doing uh, some things right now and you know I was having a meeting about, um, we're doing some stuff in the marijuana business and, um, you know, it's obviously one of the big booming industries right now. And, uh, we're having a meeting about, and they're all talking this stuff and I'm over there, you know, in the corner, like, duh. And, you know, but I'm thinking to myself, this is good. I don't want to be, if I'm the most knowledgeable guy in this space, (laughs) <laughs> that since i first of all i didn't i've never smoked marijuana in my life other uh, than like you know a couple of times experimenting in college but i was never a big smoker i mean someone could hand me a bag of oregano and i couldn't tell you the different you know really the much different between anything so i'm when it comes to that i i really am the dumbest guy in the room i'm learning a lot but yeah i'm still the dumbest guy there um but uh, you know i kind of you know relate to a lot of people in that way that i don't come across as the brainy type, I come across as the dumb country redneck. Which,
0: what, has everyone latched onto that and said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Exactly.
1: And, the, you know, that's if he can do it, I can do it. And also, they can just see that, you know, I'm again, I have doppelgangers. I have people that, you know, so yeah. people see that, you know, they can go have a beer with me and hang out, and we can have some fun. And there's a lot of different ways people view me and the fact that, that if I can do it, they can do it. And that's, again, why you have the the moneymaker boom, I guess. Um, You know, obviously, NHL lockout and all the other things that were going on at that time helped facilitate it, but um, if Sam Farha would have won, you're going to have a poker boom, because I think you're going to have a poker boom anyways. It may not be to the magnitude that it was, Um, but if, like, Farha beats me or Ivy knocks me out in 10th, I don't know if it's to the magnitude we might still have online poker that's you know never get shut down. yeah maybe maybe be big, but
0: not big enough to actually get hurt yeah black friday (laughs) might not
1: might not not have ever happened so i I could have uh caused that i don't know well that's one way of looking at it (laughs) Yeah, yeah it's all butterfly effect you just never know
0: uh i'm wondering what's the thing that you know really bugs you that people think about you the biggest misconceptions people have is there um, anything that bothers you when people say?
1: First of all, nothing really bothers me. I, you know, I'm, I am fortunate enough to have a great family, um, great friends. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm again, I don't have any ego. So um, when people think that I suck, I actually take pride in that and kind of giggle because I know I, I work on my game and I know how good I am. I mean, I know I'm not the best in the world. I mean, I'm, not, I'm a realist, but I'm also better than the majority of people i know that when i sit down and play i have a better chance than most um but that's just you know pride in myself and, and you know having um confidence um so and, when people say oh he just got lucky in a tournament
0: it doesn't bother you or
1: well i did <laughs> i mean let's be real I, I especially in 03 i was an amateur player i mean there's no if answer buts about it i mean i look back at some of the hands i played and how i played the hands and I never would have played the hands that way now, and I've learned a lot over the last, you know, if I played the same way now as I did then, um, I probably wouldn't be in poker anymore, first of all. And second of all, um, poker's changed so much. I mean, it's not just me that's um, evolved, it's poker itself. I mean, you know, poker players weren't very good back then. Um, so that's why I was able to do what I was able to do, is I, get, I did get lucky, and I did wake up in the right spot but it's so much harder in today's game to wake up and get lucky you have to be i mean today's game you have to be a lot more skillful um to get deep runs i mean obviously deep runs happen even you know you can wait and get good cards and get you know things happen but on average the better players are going to make deeper runs in today's game just because they take lower lower variance lines
0: uh how's uh how's sports betting going these days you still still putting down some sports bets fuck you um <laughs> uh, no <laughs> I'm just wondering because you know things are about to open up here in the states.
1: Mississippi goes live next month. um you know, I'm really excited about it because I do a lot of work with bet stars. It's a mm-hmm. division of poker stars, and so every week I get on and do a do a little segment to where I pick three or four games and give analysis and who's gonna win and like last season i I was on a really big roll. I hit like seven or eight weeks in a row and um, Mostly football or? It's all NFL. It's NFL, all in, okay. But, you know, this is back when, um, last year, when there was no betting on in, in the United States yet. It mm-hmm. was all, you know, they're doing a lot of soccer and a lot of international stuff. So really their only big U.S. market was the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that now that as we get legislation and we get legislation, uh, the ability to sports bet in the U.S., BetStars is going to start spreading throughout the United States, and I'll be doing college football analysis yeah. and NBA analysis and all that kind of stuff. Because Honestly, I, I really do enjoy that stuff. It is fun. Um, I'm a sportsaholic, so I love watching sports. And, you know, if I'm able to work with BetStars on the side and do analysis and stuff, I make, you know, I had to go every single Tuesday morning, like every Tuesday morning, I would go and analyze the games for the coming up week, which I got a kick out of doing, and then go and, and find a studio to do a recording. Um, and I thought it was a blast. I mean, you know, it, yeah, it was something that, you know I look forward to every Tuesday morning. That's so, got to be
0: great. Do you, you you place any bets on your uh, your volunteers? Man, now you're getting into sore subjects.
1: <laughs> um, well, how often do you make it out to Neyland these days? You you been uh, in a while? Honestly, I haven't been to Neyland and. I want to say 10 years and too busy on the road. <clears throat> well, it's that. And then the, pro- I mean, let's put it this way. I've been to a Mississippi game more than I've been to a Tennessee game in the last okay. 10 years. And, uh, I show, we live in an-, an hour from Ole Miss. Okay, and, yeah. uh, you know, my kids, they're going to probably grow up Ole Miss fans more than Tennessee fans, even though running rebel. The- yeah. They know Run. that their dad's a Tennessee fan. I'm always going to be a Tennessee fan, but, It's seven hours or six hours for me to get to to Neyland Stadium. And um, since my daughter, who's 13, has been alive, we have not been a very good football team. So it's really hard. (laughs) I mean – Phil Fulmer who, Daddy? Exactly. <laughs> Peyton Manning who? Yeah. I went to, you know, I was I was in school with Peyton Manning. Um, he lived above me in an apartment complex, so. Really? Yeah, it was, you know, I was back there during that time, and I told my dad I'm not going to graduate college until we win a national title, and when Peyton graduated, I thought I was going to be in college forever, and then all of a sudden, Team Martin comes along, and I have to graduate. There you go. Um. So then I decided, well, I'm going to go to grad school. But anyways, I graduated <laughs> the year that we won, um, then decided to go to grad school. But, yeah, we were we were great back then. I went to every game. I mean, even when I met my wife back in 03, uh, 04 time frame, she knew every Saturday when Tennessee played football that there's going to be a three-hour window that – Yeah, don't um, talk to Chris. Don't talk to Chris. And that changed a little bit as we had kids, and they – dvrs became a little bit more prevalent you could record the games and then it became no one called chris because he's devo he's recorded yeah. the game and is going to watch it later so he doesn't want to know anything about anything like you know don't communicate with him he's up. we can go to the soccer field we can do whatever we need to do but us we're not talking football and if i hear football on the field i'm like la 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 la, la. you know running to the, um, to now fast forward now and I probably can't even tell you when Tennessee plays because it's just so hard to watch and as, much as, I'm a, as much as I'm a Tennessee fan when you know that we're not going to be competing for titles we're not going to be I mean we're trying to compete with Vanderbilt to stay out of the, the bottom of the, the SEC um, I'm much more inclined to watch a Alabama Notre Dame game or a Oklahoma Florida State game you know it's the top teams play um and it's not because i'm fans of the team i just like watching good football yeah. I like watching the the teams that are competing and um it's really just disheartening watching my vols
0: well maybe if you can get a little money on them maybe it'll maybe it'll bring you back
1: oh you know, the sad thing is i think i've put more money against them than for them <laughs> well, um, then you should be a winner <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I'll, theoretically i should but um Oh, the yeah. rake will get you every time. There, it is tough to beat the rake. More rake is better sometimes. though. So. <laughs> There's Ooh. a sign out there that says it even. Yeah, I'm greeting everyone who comes into this place. I know it's kind of funny.
0: Uh, rapid fire question time. Shoot. When you're listening to headphones at the table, what what are you listening to? Rap or meditation. Rap or meditation. Okay. Let's or start ra- with. Or Rocky. There's three. Or Rocky, like
1: the Rocky theme song? Yeah, like the Rocky, the soundtrack. whole soundtrack. The soundtrack, yeah. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. Yeah, though I don't even know. Other than that, or I don't even know the other names of the song, <laughs> but yeah, it's
0: he's, run, he's running in the snow. Yeah,
1: the Russian song. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Man got the Man big wooden
0: beam on his back. Yep. Ivan Drago's on the treadmill. It's going up real high.
1: Yeah, I just lost a big pot, so we're gonna get to Rocky. And, yeah,
0: you know. I like it. Okay,
1: rap. What What are your people? Who are your, Old school rap? Uh, old school rap, yeah. Tupac, uh, Biggie. Um,
0: both sides of the conflict.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to both sides. Um, <laughs> my wife's from Memphis, and she was always big into rap. So we, we listen to 80s rap all the time, 90s rap all the time. The kids are like, you know, what are y'all listening to? <laughs> Stop it. So now my. bust some rhymes for me. I can't do it. Um, I. Uh, my, my. We're recording. Give us a yeah. second.
0: You're talking about rap. You're looking at a famous
1: rapper. Thank you very much, sir, but we
0: are recording. Drops to the Z. All right, well, Drops to the Z wants to let it be known he's that he's gonna, here. He's
1: just going to drop one for Chris Moneymaker here. Please okay. don't. He's Please don't This is going to make he's the, cry the outtakes. So can mm-hmm. like the kid and is this the type of rap you normally listen to? Be be with jealousy and hate. You can't stand to see a brother. God made so great. He's got talents, but he's also got looks. The facts, He's, no, gots, so the he, you he's you smart. Ever of you. Grr, grr, so he forgets, so you of the past. This money the new last. You the ring, but flow another victim of his first round not wrote for a hater like what you get for one of being someone else Chris
0: what you say it was drops to the Z? Yes. At
1: drops 11. At drops 11. You know what? I'm
0: going to give you a shout out just cuz you ended up being pretty good drops. That's right. i Got over a quarter million followers, baby. All right, appreciate it. Back to the podcast. See that's my, the my, kind of my favorite part of
1: that was his the looks too. That that was my favorite part. He of that did rip. throw in a couple compliments. He, it's hard he, not to like that. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely that. that I, I picked up on the compliments. Um, anyways, so yeah, I listened to a bunch of stuff. My older kids are, are definitely you know now. Hey, you know this is all right, and they do a lot of the. Uh, oh, it took that long, huh? It did take a little while, but they're they're a little bit more new school. They do the. Um, Whip It and Nay Nay, and all you know, they do all those songs. They put on performances all the time. My kids are very musically inclined and they love to put on different performances. They've done the that, they've done the uh, the greatest showman. They do a lot of those songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they do uh,
0: the bearded lady sings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
1: they they come out and they're doing the lights on and off in the house and uh, oh, the wow. microphone. Oh, yeah, they the, the, all three kids are you know in, in on it and they have they each have their parts and. So you know, I listened and you know, as you might much be attending as a lot of plays in the future. We do a lot of stuff. My kids don't know it. they're going to Taylor Swift in August, so they're excited about that. Wow. They'll be going. Uh, I'm, we were going to go to Justin Timberlake, but they're a little bit young for that. Still, um, he's a little bit more um, older crowd, I guess. Yeah, um, mine but, is four,
0: is about to turn five, and I'm like debating whether or not I should take her to Gwen Stefani here in town.
1: I think it'll be alright. Maybe old Gwen Stefani, no, but new Gwen Stefani, I think it'll yeah, be alright. I don't know. It'll be close. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so does she play poker or Fortnite or anything? Or No, she's four. She colors and uh, that's it. My she doesn't. My six-year-old plays Fortnite like a beast. We don't even
0: have video games in the house. I stopped playing video games when like Portal 2 came out. I so... stopped playing
1: video game. It, it pained me because my wife was like, you're... An adult, you don't need to be playing video games. <laughs> so we threw out my PlayStation Three, or and mm-hmm. my play. Or yeah, my that was rip- the last one I had, PS Three. Yeah, and now that my son is like my my daughter's never played the video games, but my son is all about them. So we have the Switch, we have the Wii U, we've got the Xbox, and we, we've got you know the system. Yeah, yeah, And he and he likes the games I like. He likes Madden, and he likes you know the sports games. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So now I get those like infinite
0: games. replay values. So.
1: Exactly. He's you know he's Tom Brady or he's LeBron James and you know or he you know in Fortnite I have to give him all the guns we play Fortnite a lot together and I have to give him all the guns it's like Dad you're no good I'm like well son I give you every yellow gun <laughs> which are the good guns I give you every good gun that comes out and we find <laughs> as a duo he's like oh I like that one Dad I'm like there you, goes, you go yeah, give me the gray one
0: <laughs> um, next rapid fire question uh, favorite tournament destination
1: PCA Bahamas you just like the being in the Bahamas in January? Or? Of course. Well, I just like being in the Bahamas, period. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's probably the one stop throughout the year that when you bust a tournament, you're not just like, okay, let's go find another tournament because there's so much else to do. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have your family down there, it's just a fun time to bring the kids and go down the slides and do all that fun stuff. So um, there's just something about that, that resort that's unique. Yeah, Caribbean and, Disney World. It is. It, you know, people say, you know, Vegas is the adult Disney World, which it kind of is. Well, Bahamas yeah. is a family destination. If you're, if you're by yourself, there's still plenty enough to do, um, in the inside and outside of poker down the Bahamas. So, it, for the diversity that it provides, that's why it's my favorite stop.
0: And you can win your way
1: there. Uh, on the Chris some... Money Maker
0: Tour. It's $86. All
1: right, I'll have to pay your fee for that one. <laughs> Good job. Um, uh,
0: when, uh, Sorry. Biggest pot you've ever won or lost? Your choice.
1: Uh, Biggest pot I ever won was uh, against Ben Affleck a long time ago. Um, I had a flush hit, and he had three fours. And it was, I want to say... I don't want to say the number. It was a big size pot, mm-hmm. and it, you know it was pretty cool because it was against a, a famous actor. So,
0: can you tell me where this happened?
1: Yeah, it was at the Palms.
0: Okay, so this wasn't like a private Hollywood yeah, home no, no. game.
1: You got invited to? No, I've played in those, but no, this was actually at the Palms, mm-hmm. and it was it was a, a fun night because it, this is back when the Palms had their room um, for people that don't remember the old days. The Palms had a small little bitty room. Um, yeah, like that, four or five tables. Yeah, or four or five tables, but they had one section was like. The small table and one section was the big table, and we played on the back, the back table on the big. And then the in that game there was uh, Toby Maguire, Ben Affleck, Vince Van Patten, myself. Um, was Johnny Drama in that
0: game? I remember he was hanging around with Toby Maguire back in the day. Um, uh, Kevin Dillon, I think his name. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think he was around. I don't know if he was in the game, mm-hmm. but uh, and he might have been in the game. Um, there, there were two actors that I didn't really know who they were, mm-hmm. so. Definitely could have been one of them. Not not to like discredit them or anything, just, you know, obviously, I, you know, I knew the the a listers a little bit better, the the bigger names. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a weird night because we were sitting there and we were we were just playing five ten no limit, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, um, Ben Affleck and all these guys walk in, and That's all it's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna step this up to fifty one hundred, and wow, and, uh, we're gonna play poker. So it was it was a weird fun. So night. This is a big big pot. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big pot. Enough for Ben to care. I broke the game. Wow. Yeah, ben, it was four in the morning. Um, ben moved all in on the river, and I ended up calling him. And uh, he said, all right, that's enough. It was 4 a.m., though. and He had he just tapped
0: said, the table, and he said, Mr. Moneymaker, I'm going to have to let you go.
1: Well, that no, he was eating a bag of McDonald's <laughs> that someone had brought him from out. And he had finished the bag of McDonald's, and he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. He's like, all right, I got a big back tattoo I got to get. I think he was with J-Lo at the time, so um, I think he (laughs) he might have been being pulled back or whatever. We end the podcast the
0: same way every time with a question from the random question generator. You ready for this? Um, Probably not, but let's go for it. All right. This is a good one. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? Uh, Cell
1: phones. Really? Mm-hmm. Did they'll be gone? I think they'll be gone. What do we have instead? Like we'll have earpieces, or you know, some kind of like device where we just say something, and yeah, shield will drop. You know, we'll we'll be able to speak in like Alexa, and I'll hear you, and you just be able to to talk. So I don't. You know, we've gone from these cell phones that... Well, I remember when my dad had his first cell phone, there was a bag, and it was, you know, huge... A carrying to, case. Yeah, so we're now, you know, we had beepers, and we had all this stuff. Are oh, you talking about that Zach Moore cell phone. Yeah. Like, say by the Bell, the one he used to have. Yeah, exactly. Big rubber antenna. Mm-hmm. Now we've <laughs> now we've got these... You know, these things are getting smaller and smaller to a point where, you know, now we have watches, and we have, you know, I, I think, you know, 40 years from now, we're not going to have anything that you're going to need And to you carry. think people...
0: It'll be like a retro thing that... that People are gonna get nostalgic for like there'll be people walking around with cell phones the same way people walk around with
1: Walkmans today. Yeah, probably. And you know, <laughs> uh, listening no, to cassettes. Yeah, you know, well, what what's an eight track tape or you know, again, you know, uh, DVDs will probably be gone. It's all gonna be digital media. I mean, yeah. Another thing, TVs. I mean, I don't think we'll have TVs anymore. Really? I mean, everything's going digital anyways. And you know, you, all the streaming services and everything that we have going on now. Everything's going to you know computers, so I think you'll end up putting computers on your on your wall, or you'll have or everything will just be
0: projection from a tiny box somewhere. Exactly. Or something. Yeah. yeah, you're not
1: going to have your paying sixty dollars to rent your genie from Directv and you know dealing with you know everybody's cutting the cord. You're, and all still, this you're stuff.
0: still paying TiVo, Chris. You still, I, still I, got your membership. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I've got
1: Directv, and I'm thinking about cutting the cord. Um, now look at my bill and I'm paying 60 bucks a month for, you know, to hold just to have the boxes and I can, you know, we've got Netflix and Hulu and all these other things. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't watch yeah. enough TV that, you know, I'm sure that we, we cut the
0: cord when we realized that uh, we just weren't seeing things on time anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we, we don't
0: watch anything live. So we we're just like, what's the point?
1: The funny thing is, is I was going to cut the cord, and then the World Cup came on, and that's the only <laughs> thing I watched live. life. Yeah, sports will get you. Yes. But then, I, you know, I know with, like, Sling, you can do college football and a lot of the you Yeah, know, you Denmark. better have
0: a great internet connection.
1: That's our problem, yeah. is we live out in the middle of nowhere, and we have uh, internet, uh, or uh, satellite internet. Oh, wow. Which is bad, but, like, from what it was, like, my, my in-laws had wire, uh, internet, uh, direct TV internet a long time ago and it was the worst I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm take, sure it's
0: gotten better for sure
1: honestly in my house it's not
0: Google Fiber <laughs>
1: yeah when you're in my house everything we can play Fortnite we can watch Netflix we can we can do things but like once you start getting multiple things going on it starts to slow a touch and you can start seeing a little bit of difference. But they just came out with a faster speed. So when I get home, I'm excited to get the faster speed <laughs> put in the house. So we'll see how that goes. Is that how much uh, how r- rural your house is? Are you, like, away from civilization? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, it, we have to plan to go to the city or the store. Um, <laughs> we used to live in the city. And um, uh, honestly, I'd be playing with my kids in the driveway, and people would be coming up for autographs. Really? Yeah, so it's like... and. The, Everybody knew where we lived. I mean, it was we were in the part of Memphis that it was a is the main hub and like our house was like we were one of the central central yeah, people that, you know, the people that owned FedEx were around the corner from us. People that own AutoZone were across the street from us. Mm-hmm. Like we were like in the known area. So, um, we just didn't like I didn't like the fact that me being on the road all the time with my wife and three young kids I and mean, we had private security that would watch the house but still it just wasn't wasn't the best environment so we ended up moving out into the middle of nowhere where we're not the first
0: poker player to do that i talked to mike leo who did the same thing in canada he's got a place out there on a lake and
1: pretty quiet well that's the good thing about poker is i don't have to commute to work i don't i mean you know we the, the biggest thing we found was a good school district we were you know i've been i was paying private school for two going on three kids and Private school today is more expensive than college, so um, we actually went and found a public school that um, is really good, especially for my oldest daughter. Um, So we're really happy with where we are. We're out. We're in a good school district. We're close enough to civilization where we can get to the store in ten minutes. Yeah. Um, But we're also far enough away that we can leave our door unlocked and not nobody bugs you. Yeah. We're on we're on a street that if, if there's a car coming down our street. We we either know the car or there's construction going on. It like there's just yeah. not, no no one's just randomly driving up and down our street. That sounds nice. It's yeah, we like it. It's not, It's actually a, it's a, it's a good change. All right,
0: Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We got it perfectly finished. That's it. That's the show. Thank you once again to Chris. You can find out more about the Moneymaker PSPC Tour by visiting PokerStarsBlog.com. Or just check out Chris on Twitter at CMoneyMaker, and I'm sure there will be plenty of information and links to the schedule there. If you are new to Poker Stories, then thanks for stopping by. Chris isn't the first WSOP Main Event winner to be on the podcast. We've also had Main Event winners Tom McAvoy, Greg Raymer, and Joe Cotta on. We've also talked to poker legends like Daniel Negreanu, Mike Sexton, Freddie Deeb, and Barry Greenstein. And we've picked the brains of high-roller stars such as Justin Bonomo, Jason Kuhn, Bryn Kenney, David Peters, and Nick Petrangelo. You can find all of those episodes and get a new Poker Stories podcast every two weeks by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you like what you heard, then please leave a rating and a review. Let us know about it with an email to pokerstories at cardplayer.com and we'll reward your efforts with a free digital subscription to Card Player Magazine. Thanks for listening.